Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, Pastor Jim Harris will lead us through the interpretation and application of Mark chapter 2, verses 23 through 28. The Pharisees, again, the religious elites of the time, were dogging the steps of Jesus and the disciples to find some fault that they could use to discredit Jesus in front of the people. They didn't like it that he was so popular. They saw their positions threatened by it. And it didn't help that every time they tried to embarrass Jesus, it backfired on them. Well, do you know any modern-day Pharisees? People who are so self-righteous that they spend their time watching and judging and correcting others with annoying little nitpicky things that really don't matter? Learn how Jesus once again highlights the hypocrisy of Pharisees and what we should take from his lesson Here is today's slice of the message entitled, The Sabbath Was Made for Man. It happened that he was passing through the grain fields on the Sabbath, and his disciples began to make their way along while picking the heads of grain. And the Pharisees were saying to him, what's the accusation? Look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? God says it is specifically lawful on the Sabbath to do this. The legalist says it's not lawful, completely contradicting scriptures. They twisted scripture by adding to it. So Jesus responded. His response is potent. Uh, It is delightfully, in a spirit-filled way, sarcastic. It's crystal clear, and it's right on point. Don't add to God's word. Know what it actually says, and look how Jesus answered these guys. Mark 2, 25 and 26, and he said to them, Have you never read? Oh, (laughs) you're the teachers of Israel? Did you ever read the stuff? Have you never read? Have you never read what David did when he was in need and he and his companions became hungry? How he entered the house of God in the time of Abiathar the high priest and ate the consecrated bread, which is not lawful for anyone to eat except the priests, and he also gave it to those who were with him? What a powerful way to confront, the, the, to, to confront them. Have you never read it? I mean, he could very well have quoted Deuteronomy 23, 24, and 25. But they'd already overruled that one. So he goes to their number one hero, King David. This is before King David was anointed. As, well, he'd been anointed, but he hadn't assumed the, the role yet. Saul was still trying to kill him. It's recorded in, um, in 1 Samuel chapter 21. Only hardened, hateful, unbelieving hearts could miss the point, and miss it they did. In 1 Samuel 21, you read about David and his companions fleeing for their lives from Saul. When they came to a place called Nob, N-O-B, where the, the tabernacle was located at that time, there was a priest there named Ahimelech, and he gave them what was called the bread of the presence. Now, you may not have studied the bread of the presence this week, but he gave it to them to eat because, as he said, there was, quote, no ordinary bread on hand in the tabernacle. Now, what he's talking about is the bread of the presence 
was baked once a week, and each Sabbath, those horrible, wicked priests actually carried 12 loaves of bread on the Sabbath. Well, never mind that. They would take 12 fresh loaves, which would represent the 12 tribes, and they would replace the previous ones, and then those previous ones could be eaten, but only by the priests. This is all part of the symbolism of God, including all of Israel, all 12 tribes. On that particular occasion, they made the exception for David and his men. They were weak from hunger, and God was not offended by that act. He didn't discipline David or his men or Ahimelech or the high priest Abiathar in those days. God was willing for a ceremonial, symbolic regulation to be violated when it was necessary to meet the needs of his beloved people. So Jesus is making the point that if God makes allowances for his own ceremonial laws to be broken under certain circumstances, that doesn't negate the laws. But if that's better for the welfare of his people, then surely your man-made concoction of Sabbath rules don't need to be enforced. Now, at this point in the interchange, Matthew adds something for his Jewish readers that Mark uh, didn't include. Matthew's going after the, the, the Jewish culture more so. He writes in Matthew 12, 5, and 6, Another, have you not read? Or have you not read in the law that on the Sabbaths the priests in the temple break the Sabbath and are innocent? But I say to you that something greater than the temple is here. Okay, he just gave an example of the priests changing out those loaves. Well, those loaves weighed more than half a fig. And there was 12 of them. And they did it every week. And then he says, not only have you not read, but then he says at the end, something greater than the temple is here. You see, um, the, to the Jews, the only thing greater than the temple was God. So what's he saying? I'm God. Haven't you ever read your Bible? They're not only allowed to do things others aren't able to do on the Sabbath, the priests were required to do them. And then one more blow struck by Jesus and recorded by Matthew, Matthew 12, 7. But if you had known what this means, so have you not read? Have you not read? If only you had known what your own scriptures say, but if you had known what this means, I desire compassion and not a sacrifice, you would not have condemned the innocent. So Jesus stands up for his boys. Okay? They are innocent. You're condemning the innocent one. That's improper judgment for sure. And he quotes Hosea 6.6. In the book, book of Matthew, it's the second time he quotes Hosea 6.6. Why? Because the Pharisees were more hung up on keeping their rules than they were on knowing the character of God or showing simple compassion. I mean, a guy's been laying there by the pool of Bethesda every day for 38 years, and all of a sudden you see him walking, and your sense of compassion says, Foul! You're carrying your mat. It just gets absurd. Don't add to God's Word. Know what it actually means. And then, the punchline here in Mark. Know who Jesus is. Verse 27, and you know where it's going. Jesus said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, 
and not man for the Sabbath. Legalism takes something good that God gives you and it turns it upside down and puts it on your head and squashes you. That's exactly what he means. God gave Israel the blessing of the Sabbath. Why? Well, His provision is always sufficient even if you're not a workaholic. I want you to work six days and take the seventh day off. And Oh, by the way, have you read maybe... Exodus and Leviticus and Numbers where in the wilderness God miraculously provided food, the manna. And remember how he did it? Sunday, he'd give you as much as you needed. Monday, as much as you needed. If you tried to gather extra on Sunday and keep it for Monday, it would spoil. Tuesday, as much as you needed. Wednesday, as much as you needed. Thursday, as much as you needed. Friday, you'd go out and there'd be twice what you needed for Friday. Because there wouldn't be any on Saturday. Because that was the Sabbath. And God provided in six days what you needed. Oh, and on Friday, you could use half of it and save half, and it would be perfectly good on Saturday. God had, he had stated it, illustrated it in creation, illustrated it again with, with the manna, and the Pharisees turned it upside down. It was designed by God to be a day not to do your work. He doesn't care about weighing out half of figs and spitting out half of olives and oh and, and, and what if you carry a needle in your pocket if you're a tailor? By the time of Jesus, all the teaching about the Sabbath, remember the Pharisees dominated what was taught in the synagogues. As a matter of fact, even the Sadducees who rejected most of the Old Testament, even they capitulated to the Pharisees Sabbath rules because there was so much pressure to, uh, to do that, that even they threw in the towel and gave in to it. So the Sabbath had been turned into bondage rather than receiving it as a blessing from God. One of the reasons for so much misunderstanding of what the Sabbath is all about is because of how it was twisted. I mean, if God can put it in a half dozen verses... And it takes the Talmud 24 chapters to explain it. I think somebody's overdoing that so-called interpretation thing. Oh, and by the way, it's also been messed up by a lot of Christians. You ever heard of blue laws? Blue laws, things you can't do on Sunday. Boy, have we gotten over that. Um, Good to... It's good to worship on Sunday. I like that. But um, you might ask the question, well, you might make the observation first and then ask the question, why? Do you know that of the Ten Commandments, nine of them are repeated in the New Testament in one form or another? Only one isn't. It's the one about the Sabbath. Some people say that, that's beca- that God did away with it because of how badly it was perverted into legalistic bondage. Well, that's, there's nothing that says that. Um, The point is, the Sabbath wasn't all about those things you can do and not do on Sabbath, on, on Saturday, the Sabbath. It's to picture rest from trying to be righteous enough to please God. Oh, and by the way, the Sabbath was not switched from Saturday in the Old Testament to Sunday in the New Testament. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.